Blog Talk Radio.
you for. Thank you. But you think your looks got it. Thank you. But I wish I had somebody. Don't mind getting a little ugly for it. Thank you. And just say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. When my life could have been cut off. Thank you. And the neighbor didn't even know. Thank you. You let me made it. Thank you. You let me live. Thank you. May not have everything that I want, but I thank you for what you gave me. been for you, we would not be here. We opened our eyes this morning, God, because you gave us the strength to open our eyes. We were able to rise because you gave us strength in our limbs and the facilities of our body. We were able to get here, God, because you blessed us and brought us the way of safety and did not allow harm to come to us, Lord. We're grateful to again come into your presence because we know where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And as we come before you today, have your way, Lord. Let flesh be crucified that you might be glorified, that your people might be edified in the name of Jesus. For God in you is life. And that's what we seek, God, life eternal life God we pray oh God today that you will touch every person that have come seeking you Lord bind the hand of the devil God rebuke the hand of the enemy Lord God let your anointing that resonates in this place even now God let there be an outpouring on your people we need you God to take us to another level in you Lord God we're faced with demonic forces God Evil spirits have come up against us, Lord, and we need to be fortified with your power. God, we can't make it on our own strength, God. We don't have enough to stand on, Lord. But we know, God, that your joy is our strength. Fill us up on today in the name of Jesus. Somebody have come this morning burdened down, God, with the issues of life, God. Somebody, God, is in the battle of their life. Somebody's, God, fighting in their mind and in their spirit, Lord, where the devil have come in to war against them, Lord. But we thank you, God, because we know greater are you that's within us than he that is within this world, God. We know, God, that you are a deliverer, Lord, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you're no short of your promise, Lord, and you're able to deliver us, Lord. Touch us on today, Lord. We need you like never before. Fill us up with the Holy Ghost, God, and give us a refilling, Lord, that when we leave here today, 
today, Lord. We can leave with your anointing, Lord. That as we meet men and women, boys and girls, they might be converted to know who you are, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. We thank you because you are a healer. You're the God that healeth thee. And healing is in your wings. And you're able to touch our feeble bodies. You're able to save our troubled souls. And in the name of Jesus, bind every demon, Lord. Every demonic force, Lord. God, that comes to keep us in the same place, Lord. We're willing, God, to surrender and say yes to your will, Lord. We're willing to turn our lives, God, over into your hands, Lord. Because we come to the place, God, where we realize like never before, we need you, Jesus. More than anything we know, we need you, Jesus. While men are trying to find, God, solutions to this chaotic world, God, we're looking to you, Lord. Because we know for every right desire, there is an answer. And Jesus, you're that answer. There's no need for us, God, to turn hither or thither, Lord. We need but to look for you, Lord. Because you're the answer, God, for our troubled lives, Lord. Touch on the day, God. Break every yoke, oh God. Save on the day, God. Deliver on the day, God. Jesus, we need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We're crying out to you, Lord. We know that you're able to save our souls. We know that you're able, God, to heal our bodies, Jesus. We know that you're able, God, to turn our situations around. Jesus, no other help we know. No other help we know. No other help we know, God. You're able, Jesus, to deliver our children. You're able, Jesus, to save the unsaved husband. You're able, Jesus, to heal the cancer patient. Nothing too hard for you, Jesus. No other God we know. We know that you're able, Jesus. We know that you're able, Jesus. We say yes to your will, God. Yes to your way, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. And we'll thank you for it. And we'll give your name the praise. And we'll bless you, Lord. Yes, we thank you, Lord. And we bless your holy name. Come on, open your mouth and give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's what we wake up saying in the morning. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, you've been good to us, better than we could ever be. He is on our side today in spite of us again. And when I say in spite of us, because a lot of things we do, it is not pleasing unto the Lord. Some things we remember and some things we don't remember. But he's yet for us. He's yet on our side. Yeah. And so we are thankful unto him. Can't help but tell him thank you in the morning. There's no God like our God, Jehovah. Hallelujah. He's for us. And if he be for us, he's more than the whole world against us. There's no need for us to fret. The songwriter wrote the song that says, Why should I feel discouraged? Why should I feel down and out? Why should I cry? Why should I keep lingering over this thing that I can't change? When Jesus is my portion, a constant friend is he. His eyes 
are on the sparrows, and I know he's watching me. Yeah. But what we don't do, we don't focus there. So we got to focus there and believe and know he's for us. He's on our side. And that he's going to work whatever this thing is, he's going to work it out for us. We may need a friend. Somebody may feel alone. They need a friend. Do you know God will send you somebody to befriend you and they are true? They love you from their heart. They only want to see good for you. God will send someone. Yeah. No money. God will open a door and make a way for you. Especially if you're willing to work. He showed me. Look. Get to work. <laughs> you, you want money for Jesus in the morning, social services? Get to work. If you want to go outside of that faithful few and help other people, get to work. And not everything is with my hand and feet. Some things is in my mind. And when I tell him about it, he moves because... Some people can't work. They can't. They don't have the use and activities of everything like they used to. So guess what? God will give you something that you can do. And many times it's working with your hands. I work with my hands, my feet, my mind, my body, because I do physical. Yeah. Physical and mental. Yeah. So look, I'm going to uh, bring back the first batch of Jesus in the Morning t-shirts. I gave them away to anybody who wanted one. And only one person said to me, I'll, I'll pay you for them. How much are these t-shirts? I told him. He said, send me two. I sent him two. He sent me not a dime. But they were free. I, you know, it didn't matter. But I'm just saying how people, you know, how, how they decide to, to do things. But I'm bringing back the T-shirt, the mugs, and um, a few other things. It's 2023. We're getting ready to head into uh, our anniversary celebration. We're only going to do one day. But if you would like to get a T-shirt, a mug, uh, writing pens, whatever you think you want to get with the logo and um, Jesus in the Morning radio talk show, feel free to, to let me know. I'll get the prices together. I, I got to work on these things. This is when I come back from Casino. I will be selling those T-shirts every day, every day to build the money up for the social services part. And we're not just giving money away because I'm working hard for this money. And they are going to have to be in dire straits. They're going to have to be in dire need. And I will be able to, as a Lord leading God, able to help them. Yeah. Christmas is coming. And out of another pot, which let's call that pot petty cash. Out of that pot, I'd like to send everybody a beautiful gift card that you can shop at your favorite spot. And I don't know too many people who do not shop, who don't shop at uh, Kmart or Walmart. I don't know too many people. 
I don't shop Target. I'm sorry. It has never been uh, one of my favorite stores. I think my sister Dot sent me a few Target cards for birthdays or something, Mother's Day or something, and I went to Target. But I do not shop Target. I shop Walmart, Publix, you know, uh, even Macy's. They have sales sometimes. When they have sales for $10, $15, $20 things, I can afford what I buy from Macy's. J.C. Penney's or Penney's. Places like that, I buy Amazon, you know, online stuff. So I want to be able to send gift cards this year and not just a $5, $10 gift card, $25 gift card. But I want to send a gift card that you can go shopping for $100 in your favorite spot and say, look what God did for me. He blessed me this year. He blessed me through Jesus in the morning. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. These are just desires because one day the farm is coming. Yeah, I'm looking at land. The farm is coming. Uh-huh. And we are going. And look, it, it won't take God all night and all day to put it together. Mm-mm. As we thank it, so he does it. Ha! Thank you, Jesus. On him, he's got the perfect time. Yeah, because I'm, I I want to be a cheerful giver, and I want to give back to the people God has sent my way and sent me their way. Yeah, and we have that faithful few that come every morning, 7 a.m. Three people is in there for sure, right away, before the show starts. Sister Jerry, Sister Dorothy Goodman, and Sister Irene. And four, I'm so sorry, Brother Louie, and Brother Louie going to be there. That's four. I know I don't mean to take you for granted because I'm telling you, you are a blessing to me each morning. Yeah, I've been talking to Louis <laughs> through, through this right here for years. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking on something. I didn't quote the scripture. Louis put the scripture in there for me. Oh, yeah, that's my partner right there, Brother Louis. God bless you. God bless you. And God bless you, each one of y'all, Sister Irene, Sister Jerry, and uh, Sister Dr. Goodman. Thank you. Thank you so much for your support. Because many people come, but they come to, to receive. They don't come to give. And they don't, you know, we, we have some now, Minister Shonda. We have a few. But participation it, 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 it's slim to none. <laughs> now, Brother Anthony, he's going to give that testimony every day if he's able to come. But here lately, he's been working. But we need people. Sister Irene, I asked who wanted to read. She jumped right in. I didn't ask her. She told me, I'll, I'll read. Yeah, because this is your radio station. If I'm honest, if you're a believer, it, it's yours. Whether you've been here the whole time or you just started listening. Is your radio station. And I ask for things so that you can feel like it's custom made to you. That's why I get songs, your songs to play. What's your favorite song? What song you want to hear? What preacher? Yeah, I've had them to send me uh, uh, preaching messages through YouTube. 
and I turn them into MP3 or MP4 and play them in the studio. Yeah, we want to make this anniversary the best ever. So if you got new songs, send them to me because I, I don't have too much of the latest stuff. I don't really listen to a lot of latest gospel music. I get that old back in the day when I know people was halfway meaning what they were saying, what they were singing about. And then some songs just tell the truth. Is what happened to me. Hallelujah. He's my portion and a constant friend is he. His eyes are on the sparrows and I know God is watching over me. Hallelujah. That's true for me. If he take care of the lilies of the fields and the birds of the air, how much more will he take care of me? I'm much more important in a way because I can talk of his wondrous works and make known his deeds among the people. Hallelujah. Amen goes right there this morning. So we want to give God our all, and uh, this year for the uh, 13th year anniversary, like I said, one day, we want to celebrate. And as soon as I get back from Cassandra, which should be the 6th of August, I will get started on the 7th. I'll get started on the t-shirts. I'll get started on the mugs. Uh, we may have some bags, different things that I can uh, have done up with the Jesus in the Morning logo, the full logo, Jesus in the Morning um, name, what we do over here, that kind of thing. If you want your name on your stuff, uh, let me know. I can have your name put to your T-shirt, your name put to your mug, custom made. Yeah, just for you, if that's what you want. Of course, it costs. It's not free. I gave out free T-shirts. I'm to my over a hundred. I think it was. I've forgotten how many. But I gave out from small to medium to large to extra large to two x, three x, four x. Yeah, I gave them away. It cost me, but the Lord made a deal for me. Yeah, I was able to get them T-shirts, all of them for two hundred and something dollars. I prayed the prayer of faith to pay for them to give them away. God loves that you're forgiven. And he opened that door. So now I'm going and I'm going to talk to a couple of people online about uh, doing the t-shirts. And they, these will be quality t-shirts. Yeah, you can wash them. Uh, the lettering won't come off. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, hallelujah. T-shirt won't crack. How about a t-shirt uh, for someone's funeral, somebody had passed away and had a name and whatever the mama wanted on the T-shirt. And I wore the T-shirt, you know, with my jeans, with my capris, and washed it, washed it, and the color faded, and the thing come off, had a picture, crumbled and wrinkled, oh, boy. But I'm going to make sure I have quality T-shirts, quality lettering, and, um, you can get pens, pads. It's a bunch of stuff. Tote bags. Uh, uh, if you got other ideas, let me know. I want to get a CD holder, you know, uh, that you can put your CDs in, maybe a, a password book, because I change passwords look like the wind, as fast as the wind blows. Every time it's asking me, this is not the right password. Yes, it is. But you have to change it now more often. 
And so I thank God for that. Thank God for that. All right, we're moving right along. We done had prayer, uh, words of encouragement, Fourth Sunday Fellowship for those that are in the area, those that would like to come if you're out of town. Uh, August the 27th, 4 p.m., and we're back in Atlantic Beach. I got to call uh, one of the senior elders today, Elder Lawrence, because I was supposed to go to church with him this Sunday. And I talked to his pastor, but I will be out of town. I won't be able to go. So I, um, the first Sunday I'm back, I'll go over to his church for church service. That Saturday, I have to go to the prison. And, yeah, on Saturday. I can go Saturday or Sunday. I just chose Sunday to go to free myself up for other things on Saturday that I have to do, take people somewhere, whatever I do. But uh, I thank God. I thank God this morning that, you know, I'm back in the saddle again, feeling good, got energy, and I can get things done. Let me tell you, green vegetables is a great thing. All vegetables is a great thing. Yeah. It gives energy. It makes you feel good. Yeah. And I'm thankful for that. Green beans, that's what I had yesterday. And I had some baked beans. Not the traditional kind, though. But I had some baked beans, green beans, yeah. And today I feel like Supergirl. But I, I got some, I needed the energy to get all of this done. Yeah. I, I've been baking and this and that and double wrapping and all of that because I got to take um, some stuff to consume it. And, uh, a, ban a loaf of banana nut bread, and they want that seasoning gone through the bread. So I made it and, you know, triple wrapped it and all of that so it remained fresh. And it's homemade, so, you know, ain't no preservatives and additives and all of that. So I get it down there to the family where my granddaughter, she have Down syndrome. And grandmama, where the, where the banana bread? <laughs> Khalil, I didn't make none. Grandmama, you said that juice makes me banana bread. But Khalil, I didn't get a chance to. She looked a little disappointed. So I have to give her a few dollars to smooth her over, you know, until the next time. So when I go down there today, I mean, this weekend, I got to take that bread because if I don't take that banana bread, I can't smooth her over no more. Now she looking, you're a liar. Uh-huh. It might tell me that. She might tell me that because what comes to mind comes out of mind. Well, Grandmama, you're a liar because you said it too many times and you, you, you gave me money, but you didn't do it yet. Yeah, she thinks like that now. And people be looking at her, oh, she's got down. I don't pay that down. <laughs> Syndrome, no attention. They they train that one now. And I'm telling you, she is something serious. Yes, goodness. Yeah, my Lila is what I call her. But I thank God again this morning that I can get all of these type things done, can go see my grandchildren, uh, spend time with my son and my daughter-in-law, which should be called my daughter. Yeah, because she's more like my daughter than he is like my son. Yeah. But I thank God, I thank God again that he can do this for me. Yeah, this is a great blessing to serve others in love, not just my family. No, I'm going to serve many people in the consumer area with what I'm taking. Yeah, so that they can be blessed. Um, I got the card. I'm going to get the card. My 
son have a um, help me today to Lord help me today to remember. He's got a one of these homes where you can bring your elderly parents, uh, elderly loved ones, assisted living, assisted living, and he can help them out because many times they're forgetting. Uh, they may not be able to walk or may not be able to do this and that like they used to. Or they may be, you know, have the use and activity of all their limbs. They're just having a deep memory problems. So he opened his home up for the elderly. And before he did it, he come to talk to his mama. And he said to me, he said, Ma, he said, uh, I see a lot of elderly people going through, even in my job, because he worked at the jail. And he said, we don't do enough uh, for elderly people. We, you know, push them to the side. Uh, we overlook them because we're too busy. And he's engaged, so he has a fiancé. And she have the same vision that he have. Now, the scripture said, how can two walk together except they agree? So they have the same vision, and they worked on their vision and he come over last Saturday, brought me cards. I told him to bring me cards. We called it throwing cards. I said, I throw cards for you. I mean, pass them out in places. Um, he told me he was working on his uh, website. So I gave him, uh, I forgot the name, a U-E-I-N, something like, uh, something like that. I gave that to him to take a look so they can build him a custom-made website. So... The Lord is moving, and I thank God for that. I thank God for that because even as I get older, you, you never know what will happen. But I believe till I leave here, I'll always witness. I will always be a giver and a witness unto Almighty God Jehovah that have all power. Hallelujah. So I thought that was a beautiful thing, and... Uh, he needed, you know, more information because a lot of people, elderly people, they get Medicare or Medicaid. And so he said that he would be able to take Medicaid, which is a big deal, you know, so and he would be able to be a blessing to the people. And I talked to him about veterans. He said that was his next step. He thought about it because, see, he know how I am about veterans. So... That was his next thing is to open the veteran's house. But he wanted to take care of the elderly, and then he'll get to the veteran. So I, I'll probably be in on that veteran deal, y'all. Because, yeah, I, I love them people right there. Went to serve the country, our country. I couldn't go. That's, that's not my cup of tea. I, I'm not no warrior like that. I war in the spirit, but in the natural, I can shoot and all of that with, you know, that kind of stuff. I looked at Saving Ryan's and many different uh, veteran movies. And I was like, oh, my goodness, they're too brave for me. So they went to do what I could not. Left their families, left their home to go so that I could do what I'm doing right now, Jesus, in the morning. So that I can go to the grocery store when I get ready. Mm. Safe and sound, never thought of nothing happening. I can travel. I can participate in a yard sale out of town because these people go to keep me 
and I appreciate them. And if I see one, I, 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 I'm going to salute them. I've talked to many people, you know, and some told me, yeah, I just got out of the military. I said, you guys, yeah, my, my time was up. And, you know, I decided to come home and do this and that. I wasn't married, so, you know, I, I decided to come home and see if I could start a life for myself, you know, maybe get me a wife and a couple of kids, you know. That's a beautiful thing. God said, be fruitful and multiply with your wife, with your husband, not shacking up doing all this stuff. But anyway, I think that's a beautiful thing, and I think they deserve the world, if I'm honest with you. If I could afford it, everything, I'll open a program where people really support it, but they don't, they don't do the military right in this country. Even the citizens don't do them right. Oh, well, they went to fight. Uh, they, they chose. Uh, look here, somebody got to do it to keep you safe. Almost said stupid. Lord, forgive me for the thought. Because, look, if I could, everything would be free to veterans. Your car broke down, go get another one. <laughs> huh? Because the people support me to make sure each veteran is taken care of. You see, at the, at the VA hospital, we got the world's greatest doctors over there to take care of these people. We have the best American nurses to take care of these people. Yeah. If they need a ride, all they got to do is put their thumb up, not out, up. Like they said, okay, I agree, good job. Put that thumb up. Somebody going to roll right up there, Uber driver, whoever. Citizen and pick them up, take them where they got to go. Homeless? What is homeless? No, they have their own house in their own section. Yeah, they own a home because they invested in America by keeping America safe. See, the scripture said that I did. If my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive the sins, and hear the land. All we would have to do is take care of our veterans because we're not at war with no one. We're not in the politics with nobody. We're not clicking and clacking. We have a king. We don't have a president. We would have a king. And he's king of kings and lord of lords, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. God is holding it back and holding it back, but there's going to be a notable day to everyone after a while. There's going to be a notable day. Those that's in high power will get to see who have all power. It's appointed unto man once to die. You're going to die one time. And after the death, there'll come you're going to have to stand before this almighty God, Jehovah, and give an account for what we've said, what we've done in this life. If we accepted Jesus, he knows we belong to him. He's looking for us when he comes back. And we, he will have found us. 
some of us will come back with him to judge the world. But those who didn't believe, those who played their own games and, and did people wrong and all kind of things, just evil, don't have no heart for nothing and nobody, we'll be able to say bye, 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 bye. You can't go where we go. Bye, bye, bye. He's not going to even redo the earth. He's going to bring down a new heaven and a new earth. It'll be like time in. No more crying, no more dying, no more sadness. Nope. The main thing, no more evil. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, heaven is a special place. And it takes a special kind of person to get there. Because just not any and everybody can go to the special place that God put aside for his people. He sent his son Jesus away. Back to him to prepare a place for us that where he is, we may be also one day. But it takes something to get something. In this life, nothing is free. I know they say free this now, they lie. Somebody paid for it, or the price is included in it, something. Yeah. Jesus paid a precious price for us. It wasn't free. Free. No, he paid for it. Pay that ransom because we could. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, we are going to, um, well, if blog talk gets inside, yeah. <laughs> we are going to take a listen uh, to this this morning. And uh, when we come back, we're going to come back with one more song, hopefully. And then we're going right into the book of Joshua. We're at verse 16. And so we want to read a little bit more and, you know, read along with me in that book of Joshua chapter 16 this morning. So let's take a listen to The Wolf is at the My Door. My message is entitled The Wolf is at the Door. The Wolf is at the Door. Hmm? Father, I thank you, God, I thank you, Lord, for your word. It's a lamp for our feet and a light for our path. I thank you, Lord, for the indwelling presence of your Holy Spirit that gives us new hearts, Lord, so that we can stretch out beyond our limitations and be ambassadors of you and your word to all who can still hear. I thank you, Lord, for the anointing of your spirit. I thank you for courage and compassion today. God, to speak things that need to be spoken in this generation. Help us, Lord, as a church, never to back away from truth. Help us to go forward and let it fall where it may. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. The wolf is at the door. Isaiah chapter 53. Prophet Isaiah says these words. Who has believed our report? Beginning at verse 1. And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he's borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. 
Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, and we've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. You know, it's, it's so important before we even begin to look at this passage of Scripture to understand that it was a religious system that crucified Christ. You know, we understand that the Roman authorities were the instruments of his death, but it was the religious order of the day created by God's own people that put the Son of God on a cross. There were leaders in that generation, and they had, they had used their position over the people to garner titles for themselves. They had adorned themselves in righteous robes, as they saw it, and they, they loved to parade among the people, as Jesus said, and be called master, teacher, 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 in the marketplace. But Jesus himself came in a form that he did not take on this form of grandeur that men give to themselves. And also, too, they created a system of salvation that was much wider and much more inclusive than the one that God had given to us. As a matter of fact, it was so narrow that Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can come to the Father except through me. They were so offended when he challenged their religious system because they had, they had created this wide door into eternal life and eternal bliss with God that doesn't exist. All kinds of people were coming into the temple defiled and going out defiled. They were living in manners and ways that the Bible clearly indicated would leave them excluded from the kingdom of God forever. And so in comes this man. He's not interested in their system. He's not trying to garner one of their titles. He's not doing things their way. The Bible says there was no beauty in him that we should desire him. He's not dressed in righteous robes. He's, he's not got boxes on his forehead. He's not walking around with tassels on his arms. He's not parading like some rooster before the people. Talking about how close to God he actually is. They despised him and rejected him because he challenged the religious system. They had created a system of redemption that did not exist. Do you understand? And that's the propensity of humankind. The original sin in the Garden of Eden is that we can be as God is. Remember, we can, we can become judges of what's good and what's evil. And if you take that to its logical extension, we can start declaring things that are, that are God forgives when he doesn't. We can start declaring behaviors righteous when they're not. We can start telling people they're going to heaven when they aren't. That is the grave, grave danger of religion. When humankind in its sin nature is allowed to take it and so twist it and so pervert it that it becomes something that God never intended it to be. Can you imagine sitting in a place as a professed or supposed believer in Christ only to end up at the throne of God one day to find out you've been outside the whole thing all along? What a tragedy that's going to be for so many. He was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. There was a, a heaviness in the heart of the Son of God as he looked on the people as sheep without a shepherd. But we hid our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. And we are, of course, reliving this scripture again in great measure in our day. 
in many, many places, even where God's people are gathering, the word of God is despised. And we are now gravitating to fancy preachers who have opened the door real wide to people who are not going to heaven, giving them false peace when they're not at peace with God. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old things are what? Passed away. And behold, all things are become new. If, if we are in Christ, if Christ is in us, that means a new value system. It means a new heart. It means a new mind. It means a new way of speaking, thinking, living. It means that what God says is good is good. And what God says is evil is evil. We don't try to change that. We accept that from the word of God. Now, this message is given to shepherds to bring us not only to the knowledge of our salvation, but to the freedom which Christ bought for us. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And by his beating, as it is, that he took on the cross, we are healed. The old things don't have power over us anymore unless we choose to let them. The old ways of living, speaking, thinking, doing are broken. And we become new creations in Christ. We are able to look back and say, thank God I'm not what I used to be. I'm not everything that I hope to be. But thank God I'm not what I used to be. And thank God I'm going to be one day what Christ is calling me to be. So there's this constant moving forward in the life of a genuine believer. Leaving an old way of thinking, an old way of living, an old way of speaking and moving to truth, even when it's painful. The book of Proverbs says, a righteous person swears to their own hurt and doesn't change. In other words, I say I'm going to do this and I do it because God's word says I should, even if it causes me pain. And I don't turn from it. Now, Paul was this kind of a shepherd. He he didn't hold back, as I said earlier. This is what he said in Acts chapter 20, verses 26 to 31. He said, therefore, I testify to you this day, I'm innocent of the blood of all men. In other words, and this is the cry of my heart. If anyone here today hearing my voice ends up in hell, let it not be my fault. Let it never be because I didn't declare to you the whole counsel of God, or I didn't warn you of something that had the power to drag you down into eternal darkness. For I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Paul says, For this I know, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves men will rise up speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. Therefore watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone, he said, day and night with tears. Paul said there's going to be wolves that are going to come and they're all already, there's packs of them now. It's not just a few, there's many now in our generation. And they're going to come to devour the sacrifice of Christ and the promise of new life. Through him. They're going to promise you liberty, as the scripture says in the New Testament, but they themselves are the slaves to corruption. They're promising something they, they're not experiencing themselves and they can't deliver it. Listen to what Jude says, the last book of the New Testament before the book of the Revelation. 
verse 3, he says, Behold, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. As Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities round about them in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Here's what the wolves do. They teach that you can live a lifestyle against the word of God and still claim heaven as your eternal home. That is the wolf that's now at the door of the Christian church in America. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 to 11. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Be, do not be deceived. Neither fornicators... That means people who engage in sexual intercourse outside of the bonds of marriage between one man and one woman. Fornicators are not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Settle it. It's in the word of God. Don't be deceived into thinking you can live in a moral lifestyle and heaven will still be your home. So hard for this generation to hear. When you've got preachers standing in pulpits saying, well, God understands your need and God is a God of love and God won't send anybody to hell. No, that's not true. God is a God of love. We know that. But the Bible tells us that fornicators have no inheritance in the kingdom of God. Nor idolaters, people who have other loves in there. Something that is in your life that, that is, is, is your whole obsession Churches or Christ is just a little part of your life, but there's something else in your life that you're pursuing. Nor adulterers, people who engage, who are married, but engage. And, you know, today we take words like adultery and we call it an extramarital affair, as if it's a black tie event. You know, you are invited to an extramarital affair next Friday at 5 o'clock. Bible calls it adultery. Adultery. Settle it. Deal with it. The sex outside of marriage will keep you outside of the kingdom of God. And sex outside of the bonds of the person that you are married to, the, wife, the man or woman you're married to, will also keep you outside of the kingdom of God, unless it's repented of. Nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. In other words, that's both men and women. Folks, listen. I understand the dilemma in a sense uh, that some might face in same-sex attraction. But I'm telling you, you can't give in to that lifestyle on any level because the Bible clearly says it will leave you outside the kingdom of God. <laughs> Jesus himself said some people are eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven. So in other words, some people 
just live their lives without any sexual activity for the kingdom of heaven's sake. And he said, whoever can hear this, let them hear it. You know, you can, you go to a funeral, for example, and you can dress it up with flowers all around and you can, there's a death certificate and the preacher can get up and say nice words. But the reality is that the corpse is still dead. You can't make it live. It doesn't matter what you do. And it's the same with homosexual marriage, folks. I've got to say it straight out today. I'm not going to hold back on it. You can adorn it with flowers. You can get a certificate from City Hall. You, you can find some backslidden preacher to say nice words about it. But the wages of sin is still death. You can't change that. Now listen. I'll be called a hater for, for this message today. I understand that. But I'm not a hater. If I hated you, I'd let you go to hell. If I hated you, I'd let you die in your sin. If I walk down the street and your house is on fire and you're up in your bedroom window and I don't warn you, am I really a good neighbor? Do I really love you? Do I really care about your eternal destiny? You can curse me out of your bedroom window all you want, but I will still warn you that your house is on fire for your soul's sake. Nor thieves. Lest we should think that we're just going to focus on one thing. Nor thieves. That means people who steal. It's that simple. People who steal. People who steal a little. They have a contract maybe and steal a little bit more than they should. Income tax time is coming around, folks. Are you going to pay your taxes? <laughs> nor covetous. Nor drunkards. People who come to church this morning, but you were out at a club last night. You're drinking and dancing, and, and this foolishness, I'm out there to share the testimony of Christ. Who are you kidding? <laughs> if you really are there to do that, stand on the sidewalk with pamphlets in your hand and give it to the drunks coming out of the club. You don't need to be in there with them. No revilers. You know, especially in, in this environment we're now living in, in this country at this time, where reviling has is is, is become the speech of the day, where it's, it's fashionable just to curse everybody around you. You know, Paul said, revilers don't inherit the kingdom of God. We have a different heart. We have a different spirit. We're, we're a different kind of people. Jesus himself said, blessed are the peacemakers. Yours is the kingdom of heaven. Nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. I love that. Would be to God that I can honestly say that of everybody here today. Such were some of you. But you are sanctified. That means you are set apart for the kingdom of God. You are, you, 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 you honestly repented. You walked away. You moved away from what God's word says is wrong. You can't make it right. You can't change it. It doesn't matter if a million people say, oh, isn't this wonderful? If God's word says it's not, it's not. You are sanctified. You walked away. You walked away from these old ways of thinking, these old behaviors and all of these things. And you set yourself apart for the kingdom of God. You're justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. 
Now, you and I are living in an hour where the wolf is heading to the door of the church, demanding in our generation that we bow down to this new definitions of good and evil. This is where we're living. The days of being able to say without penalty, what I'm saying today are, are over. If they're, not, if they're not over, they're very close to over. It's an amazing time that we're now living in. Jesus said in John chapter 10, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. This is the point. There's a lot of hirelings in a lot of pulpits in America today. And they're, they're, they don't necessarily leave the people, but they leave biblical truth. They flee the truth when the wolf is at the door. When the wolf says, if you don't bow down, this is our golden statue. This is what this generation is going to look like. This is what you'll preach. These are the truths that you will espouse. They will bow down when the music plays to save themselves because it's always been about themselves, not about the people. The hireling will flee. And you, will, you are seeing and you will see a huge departure from biblical truth in the Christian church in this last hour we're living in. The Bible declares that there's going to be an apostasy, a great falling away in the last days from biblical truth. And the hirelings will lead the people, not into the narrow way of eternal life, but into that broad way of destruction. And they flee because it's always done about them. It's been about the robes. It's been about the praises of man. It's been about the titles. It's been about the numbers. It's been about the apparent evidences of success. Then when Christ comes and challenges them, they hate him. His own system hated him. His own people hated him. They pushed him away because he declared their definitions of salvation and truth to be bankrupt. He told them they were full of dead men's bones. He said, you go cross land and sea to get one convert and you make him twice the child of hell that you've become. These are the words of Christ. He warned us in the last days there would be a great falling away. He warned us. He said, you're going to be hated of all nations for my name's sake. You can't escape that. That's a promise in the word of God. We're going to be hated. It's starting now. You're seeing it in society. You're seeing it in the workplace. You can't even have an opinion on things anymore in this generation that we're now living in. Let me say it clearly now. Abortion. For the cause of birth control. Or, or so the people. I understand there are extenuating circumstances. So please don't misquote me on this. But for the cause of just birth control. Or for the cause of having sexual pleasure. And not having to deal with the life that it can create. Is sin. In the sight of a holy God. It's a terrible sin in the sight of a holy God. In America today, the deliberate gender confusing of our children in grade school is sin in the sight of a holy God. In our high schools, forbidding our children to pray and creating this fictitious division between the state and the church, which doesn't exist. If you really study it, you'll understand it never existed. It was created by the godless. Forbidding our children to pray in our schools is sin in the sight of a holy God. 
in our colleges, allowing godless professors to rise up and mock God and radicalize a whole generation against even their own nation that was founded by God for the purpose of being able to worship according to the word of God and freely by conscience is sin in the sight of a holy God. And the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Praise be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So let this society despise him. Let them consider him ordinary. Let them rebel against his words. But this day, as Joshua once said, if it be hard to follow the Lord, that's your choice. Choose this day. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Oh!
hallelujah, the wolf is at the door. But I believe the wolf has gone beyond, beyond the door of the church, the building. Because many, they didn't start off as it being the house of God, the house of prayer. It was their own place. They built in their own empire, but they're using the name of Jesus, using the name of God, using the word love to draw others in. But he said his house would be called, his father's house would be called the house of prayer. It's a place where the unsaved can come in and be saved. It's a place where the saved can come in and be encouraged, get a message and take it back out to others who wasn't there to hear it. Hallelujah. God is faithful. And I want to remind us, we're preparing daily for his return. He's coming back, and he's looking for his church. He's looking for those that lift up the name of Jesus to draw others unto him. He's looking for those who obeyed his word to the best of their ability. He's looking for those who made him the God of their lives. And we keep our mind on him. He keeps us in perfect peace so that we can get things done. And we can be cheerful givers. We can be there for others. Those who know him and those who don't know him. Oh, yeah, we can be there for them. So we thank God this morning. We thank God. We're going in with the book of Joshua and the 16th chapter this morning. And we're remembering that obedience is better than a sacrifice. We're remembering obeying God get us blessed. More than blessed when we obey God. We see what Joshua did. God sent spies out in the land. He told Joshua what to do and what would happen. And that the people would get their inheritance. Yeah. Because he made a promise. And he's keeping his promise through the obedience of Joshua leading the people in the right direction. Those of us that are in leadership, we must lead the people in the right direction. Those of us that know God, whether you're holding a leadership position or not, we are to lead the people that come in the right direction. Children got out of hand because somebody wasn't paying attention to lead them in the right direction. The enemy comes and stop parents from chastising their own children, from bending the sapling while it's young. So much go on. It kept parents from training the children in the way that they should go so that when they get old, they won't depart from it. But if we obey God today, we're more than blessed. Uncommon miracles come in your way. Uncommon favor. Uncommon blessings. Things you're not accustomed to get will begin to come your way. Obedience is the key. Yeah. Faith is the first key. Faith to believe. Obedience is the next one. Hallelujah. So listen, Joshua chapter 16. And the lot of the children of Joseph fell from Jordan by Jericho unto the water of Jericho on the east to the wilderness that goeth up from Jericho throughout Mount Bethel. 
and goeth out from Bethlehem to Luz, and passeth along unto the borders of Archie and Adaroth, I'm sorry, and goeth down westward to the coast of Jephelet, unto the coast of Bethlehem, and neither and to Gaza, and the goings out thereof are at the sea. So the children of Joseph, Manasseh, and Ephraim took their inheritance. And the border of the children of Ephraim, according to their families, with dust, even the border of their inheritance to the east side was Adaradah unto Bethharon, the upper. And the border went out towards the sea of Mishmesa on the north side. And the border went about eastward unto to Nathan Shallow and passed by it to the east of Janaha and it went down from Janaha to Atharoth and to Nazareth and came to Jericho and went out at Jordan. The border went out from Tapua westward unto the river Cana and the goings out thereof were at the sea. This is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Ephraim by their family. And the separate cities of the children of Ephraim were among the inheritance of the children of Manasseh, all the cities with their villages. And they drave not out the Canaanites that dwelt in Gaza, but the Canaanites dwell among the Ephraites, Ephraimites, unto this day and serve under tribute. Look, God told Joshua what he would do. And I mean God held to his word. And I want to share this with us this morning. If God has made you a promise, obey him until it come to pass. Though it carry, wait for it. Though it carry, continue to obey God. Because he said he was doing it for you. Some things I wanted God to do overnight. He told me something he was going to do. I went out to check it out. I checked it out. My mouth flew open. I couldn't believe it almost. I was like, oh, wow. This, Lord, this is what you're doing, God. He didn't say another word, and it went on. I was hoping it would be within the next few days, the next month, the next week, uh, 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 the, the, the next year. It didn't come. It was years later. As I continued to show God that I would do what he asked me to do. When I showed him that no matter what come my way, I was standing. And after standing, I was going to stand some more because I was standing on the sure foundation, the word of God. And guess what he did for me? He brought it to pass. Let me tell you. Sometimes we look at the situations and we're thinking that's impossible. It can't. It won't. I won't get that. But we must remember with God, all things are possible. With him, with man, it's impossible. I love to testify. If you had looked at my situation seven years ago, 
I'll go back further than that. If you had looked at my situation 10 years ago, she's not getting nothing but where she at. She's going to stay in this government apartment. She's going to run through these apartments and help people. She's going to drive that 1998 Ford Contour until the wheels fall off. And after that, she can't afford another car. She's living in government housing. The government is helping her. She can't stand up on her own two feet. So the government come in to help her. Lost everything. Lost everything. 401k, everything. And looking at my situation, you would say, uh-uh. It can't be true. She's not going nowhere. But right here, 20 years later, she's going to be right here. I know people who have been out there 18 years in, in the project, 20 years, 21 years and older, in the, ever since it was built, they lived there. Then their children got old enough. They got an apartment there or in another project. The grandchildren, raising the great-grandchildren in the project under the government care. But when I continued to obey God, when I went to him, when my work was up in that particular area, I went to him and I asked for what I wanted. Not only did he give me what I want, but he went beyond and gave me uncommon things because of my obedience. And listen now, not just in materialistic things in the natural but he grew me in the spirit. He multiplied things unto me that I didn't understand and gave me understanding and knowledge in the spirit and taught me how to use it as wisdom. I don't care how long it's been that God spoke something in your life. If it has not come to pass, you continue to be obedient. Yeah, you remember Job, though it tarry, I'm going to wait for it. Though it slay me, I'm going to wait for it. Because some things you feel like it's passing out over. A loved one died, you feel like giving up. You feel so sad and hurt and lonely. But guess what? God come in and makes it better because, Father, I don't understand everything, but yet I trust you. I can't help but trust you. You're my all in all. Father, you're all I have. I have a good job, but God, the job can't do for me what you do. I have family all around me. But when I come to you, I'm fulfilled. Yeah. I drive a nice car. I wear nice clothes. I look nice when I go out. But nothing can compare to what you do for me. Nothing can compare to you being here with me. Because he said he would be with us until the end. He wouldn't leave us. He wouldn't forsake us. He told us that he's love. He told us to love one another. 
When we obey these things, be a cheerful giver. When we obey what the what, trust him with all our heart and mean not to our own understanding and all our ways acknowledge him, he's going to direct our path. When we obey, when we meditate in the word of God and choose to do what the word of God says to do, guess what happens to us? He opened doors. He made ways. He blessed us. Children turn around. They headed for self-destruction. But God turned all of that around. You didn't even know it. And one day they came and told you. I had eight biological children, and when they got grown, some things was revealed to me that I did not know was even going on. Right under my nose, and I'm watching. I'm thinking I'm watching everything. But when folks, little people, big people, make their mind up to do something, they're going to do it. At, at, at some point, anyway, anyhow, they want it done, they are going to get it done. But God turned it around for our good, for the children and the mother's good. A lot of times the dad not in the lie. Because I learned this many times men won't be in a home, will only be in a home where their money is being spent. Now, if he's in there and he's going to be a part of it, he'll spend money. But if he leaves that home, he no longer want to spend money or be bothered over there. I've seen that many times. But God, obey the word, mothers. Sometimes the father is raising the children. Obey the word, fathers. And God not only will see you through, but he'll bring you through it all. Obedience this morning unto God is the key. Obeying him will put us in places and positions We've never been before. I've gone out and I heard him say, oh, that's that lady from, uh, what that thing be on Facebook? Somebody say, blog talk? Yeah, but it's a name. It's a Jesus in the morning. All over the world, I had no clue. Nobody knew me. I, I really wasn't trying to become popular or you know, become to the big limelight, spotlight. That that was, I was looking for a place to pray. God opened this door. I was in school. <laughs> in my 50s, and let me tell you something, it wasn't no joke for me to study in my 50s. I, I, I wasn't 15, I wasn't 12 no more, I wasn't 10. It didn't come like that. It took something to get something. I needed a tutor, I needed some help. But I was determined, and I spoke it until it came to pass. I graduated early. God is faithful, and if we'll be faithful in obedience unto him, he'll open the windows of heaven. He'll open heaven up to you. Things you never thought you would have, you, you, you would have. He had given me a truck that was new to me. 2010, it was 2013, and I got the 2010 Toyota RAV4. It was new to me. Ooh, the thing drove like it was brand new. Never really had no problems with it. 
but I'm, I'm giving people rides, you know, and, and this and that. And I said, Lord, I want a new truck. Because before I got back, that 984 Contour, when I came out of that car, I wanted a brand new car. When I went to the Lord about it, he didn't say nothing. I kept being faithful unto him. I kept working. I, I, I kept witnessing. I, I had opened up Jesus in the morning confectionery. And, and it was a little cafe and a convenience store. And anybody come in there, if they stayed for just a few minutes and they wasn't in a rush, I talked about the Lord. I had preachers stopping by, introducing me to other preachers. The UPS girl come by, boy, she just was a delight. It was just a delight for me to see her pull her truck up there. She wasn't delivering nothing. She came in to talk to me and to purchase whatever she wanted to buy and told me about other people, and she invited the group that sang with her. Each one of them come over. Oh, it was a beautiful thing. Gang members came. Had one to sit on the ice cream machine. He called me Ma, and we talking. <laughs> he got the big gun on him, y'all. The big gun. I, I, I didn't remember this when we started talking, when he first came, and, and he kept coming. He, he sent his grandparents and his parents over for breakfast. I didn't remember this boy would have a gun on him. I didn't even know he was a, a, a gang member. One day, the after-school children, after school, they would gather in there for french fries, sodas. You know how children are. And it was making a lot of noise. And I couldn't hear the other customers coming in to purchase stuff. And the customers looking at them like, what did they celebrate for that? And I said, hey, hey, you're too loud. You're too loud. Calm it down in here. Oh, look like they got worse. He yelled out, hey, did you hear what she said? And when he pulled his jacket back, he could see the gun. He said, and ain't nobody going to disrespect it. Nobody in here going to disrespect it. You heard what she said. They started whispering to each other. I said, you don't have to whisper, but just don't be so loud. I'm trying to hear people coming in the door to purchase things, too. I was floored when I was oh, my goodness, Lord, what is this? People was coming in there purchasing things, and they said it would pay me later. And I would let them have it, and they would come back and pay their bill. When I tell you, I was just floored over the way God moved in there. I told him if he gave me the building, I would not sell beer. I would not sell lottery stuff. I, I would not sell cigarettes. I wasn't going to sell nothing in there that I felt he was against. When the holidays come, he blessed me. I gave away free meals. Brought crock pots and then cooked in the crock pots. Some things I went to the daycare and baked to bring in there to complete the meal for the people. They call them sanitation workers, the garbage men. They would pull the garbage truck up, jump out, come in there, hey, what you got in the free meal? I tell them they get the free meal, jump back on the truck and ride out. Well, they was working hard. 
And I guess, you know, they, they wasn't making a whole lot of money and a free meal that kept them from paying for lunch that day. The male lady, she would come in there and purchase a lot and buy for her sister. She said, my sister not feeling well, but I know if she did this right here today. One of these cupcakes and a slice of that pound cake, she going to be good. You hear me? I started grilling outside. And people would be walking by. I smell that thing over there now. I said, all right, come on back and get your plate. I had Minister Antonio Thomas to come. Young, tall, real tall young man. Always was, ever since the day he met me, from that day forward, he called me mama and he treated me like a mama. Anything I asked him to do, he would do it. I needed some music. Because out back of the building, I wanted to have a one-day revival. I asked him to come and speak, and I told him about the music. He brought this humongous system. I didn't even, a digital, I really didn't know how to work it. He had to work it. I went and got a permit from the city to block the roads off. Cars was parked, you know, from the rope. We had roped it off and everything. People came from everywhere, and he preached the sermon about when you go to church and you don't take your children, when you know about the church and you don't take your children, oh, it was beautiful back there. He said, I got a problem with that. I remember that till the day I leave here. And when he said that, I, I was, amen. He got, he, he got deeper. God used him more. Why? Obedience. Obedience. The next thing I know, I get a letter in the mail. It said, go to Ernie Palmer. It's Ernie Palmer's Toyota. I get the letter and I take it over to Aunt Ernie Palmer. And when I give it to the salesperson, she, she go into the manager's office. What they call it? The finance office. And to me, it was like they were talking and running into each other. I don't know what they was doing. I don't know who signed the letter. I know, person. I know it was a man's signature. When she come out, she said, what you looking for? What you want? This was in 2015. I said, I just want that 2015 Toyota RAV4. She said, well, what color? I said, silver. She said, well, let me go look. She went out, came back with a, a gray one. Dark gray. She said, we don't have silver, but this is as close to silver as I have. Come on, let's ride. Test it out. Take it for a test drive. Come on, come on. I got my purse, and I got in the truck with her, and we, I drove, and she was hooking my phone up to the speakers and everything. I'm looking, girl, you, you know what you're doing. I, I might not get this truck. This is what I'm thinking. <laughs> ah, look at here, look at here. Come back, she told me what the price monthly was, da-da-da-da-da, already had insurance, so... I said, you know what? I really don't need a new truck. I said, um, my truck is good enough. She said, well, I tell you what. You know how they do you. Uh, drive it on home. And uh, if you don't want it, bring it back by 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to lock your truck up. And when you come back in the morning, if you don't want this truck, uh, we'll just swap trucks. 
I said, okay, I go on home. When I put when I'm pulling out the lot, I feel the power of the truck. I said, oh yeah. I said, Lord, I love this truck and I want it. I said, but if you give it to me, you're going to have to make the payments because Lord, you know I can't. I went on. But prior to that, when I first got there, when I pulled up in the Ernie Palmer Toyota's parking lot and I parked my truck, it rained so hard. Ooh, ooh. It did just a little bit of thunder and lightning, but you tell my rain. It rained up a storm. I couldn't get out the truck. I had to wait till the rain stopped. And then I went in. So look, got in, got, got the truck, headed on. The next morning, I got up, went to my store, uh, checked on everything, you know, and then I went on to Ernie Palmer. On the way there, I said, I can't get this truck back, Lord. I love this truck. Went on, did the paperwork, finished it up, got the truck, went on about my business. Well, a few months later, I was able to buy this house. And that was in Jacksonville, and this was in a whole nother city. So I had to close it down to live here. And I, I really wasn't making a whole lot of money at the store. I was like giving away more than I was making. So, but it was the will of the Lord. He was just showing the people, you know. So I, I, I said, Lord, I love this truck. I want it, but Lord. Remember, I, I can't make the payments. He came up, money came, the budget to pay for the truck. Do y'all hear what I'm telling you? The budget just to pay for that truck. I said, well, look at this. So look, I went on. Before he made the budget a couple of times, I couldn't make the payment. I was sitting in the garage. I said, Lord, would you um go ahead and give me the money for the truck, I said, because, you know, the people going to be calling me for their payment after a while. I said, so I need the money for the truck. He didn't say nothing. I didn't hear nothing. In a few days, the money surfaced. Paid the truck note. The truck has been paid off. <laughs> paid that truck off too with the payment. When I tell you obedience is better than the sacrifice, that is very true. When we do what God says to do, we're going to get that inheritance that he promised us. Whatever he said he would give you is coming to pass. And I'm going to tell you this, it is coming in a way that you could never imagine. Do you hear me? How the, how the budget came for the truck, I was minding my own business. They said I had applied for some money. I ain't applied for nothing. But that money came, it was legal, and it was for the budgeting of the truck. Y'all don't hear me today. <laughs> I went to bed praying for three nights straight for a house. 
The third night, he said, I heard you the first time. I'm giving you a house. I just need you to wait. Ah! Glory to his majesty. I could not imagine the house that I wanted he was going to give it to me. I, I, I didn't see that. I didn't see the truck. But I told him what I want. Somebody said Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. Obey God today. Get in that word and learn what the word says. Pray for understanding. And all I'm getting, let's get understanding. Pray for knowledge of his word. And ask God to give you the wisdom of how to use his word, how to apply to your everyday life, how to witness to others with his word. He will do it. The quickest way I know to move God is with spiritual things. Spiritual. Lord, give me patience. Lord, teach me how to love. Lord, teach me how to be a cheerful giver. When you ask for these things, he's going to move quickly. Now, of course, the test going to come. You're going to have to pass the test now. Because the opposite of these things coming to try you. But we want to remember the trial won't come to make us strong. Look, I, I could share so much, so many testimonies that he did through faithfulness, obedience unto him. I wanted somebody to clean. I had three people, four people. I had three people. One came twice. I, I just didn't I just didn't feel it, y'all. I didn't want it in here. Not in my house. I've dedicated this and my truck unto God. You get in that truck, you're going to hear gospel music. You're going to hear nothing else. You're going to hear no uh, uh, banning to nobody else. In my house, if you hear music, you're going to hear gospel music. And most times, if you really look at TV, you're going to see somebody preaching or a movie that's decent, wholesome, good for you. I, the lady called me back. She said, you sure you don't want this service because it's free. You can have this service. And if you need the help, you can have some help. Because I had got them out of here, turned them down. I said, yeah, I'll go back and do it. I had no clue what could happen for me. I was talking to my niece. She had come out of Savannah. She bought a house down there. I'm talking to her and I'm telling her about the job and yada, yada, yada. She said, well, I'll apply. I said, you will? She said, yeah. Well, the first one she applied to, something went wrong with them. Something was wrong with that company. So I told her about another one. She applied over there, lady, how to right away. Background check, boom, clear. Drug test, no problem, clear. She said, uh, Miss Pittman, I said, yes. Yeah. She said, would you like for your niece to work for you? I said, yes, ma'am, I would. She asked my niece, would you like to work for your aunt? My niece said, yeah, yeah, because I know how she is. Anything, I know. So Monday, my niece started. 
And see, I don't have to worry about her. Her and her sister, yeah, them some cleaning women. I don't care when you go to their house, their house is spotless. And both of them work. On their days off, they home cleaning, getting it done. Then they go out to do whatever else it is that we want to do, that they want to do. So got my niece to come help me out, free of charge. Don't tell me what God won't do. And whatever he promised you, he is going to fulfill it. Though it carry, wait for it. Keep working unto the Lord. Keep being obedient. Keep praying for others. Because sometimes you can't do physical, manual work, but you can pray. You can pick up the phone and call somebody and encourage them. Get your life right. Heard from Margaret yesterday. And let me tell y'all something. <laughs> when your heart have good intent, God will bless you. Some stuff was going on. Her daughter called me out the clear blue sky. Barbara, call my mama right now and calm her down. Call my mama right now and calm her down. The daughter told me, when things go on with me, I be wanting to call you. But I don't feel I'm as important as the people that come to your show. So I don't call. She said, but some things are overwhelming. And I, I said, I got to call Barbara for prayer. I just got to call and tell her. And this is what she does. And she told me some things yesterday that I knew, but I couldn't pinpoint it, you know, to her and tell her because that would have been devastating. I had to wait until she told me. When you work unto the Lord faithfully and you do things others won't do, he will reward you greatly. Let me tell you. You don't have to worry about your children. They're going to go through some things, but you trust God. You don't have to worry about your marriage. It's going to go through some things, but you got to trust God. You're going to go through on the job, but don't worry about that. God got it all under control. He'll give you favor. The people won't know why they care for you so much because you have the favor of God. They don't know it, but you know it. Somebody may not had those crazy people who don't even really know you, but because this person don't like you, they talked about you. The ones who don't know you joined in with them. Don't worry about that. Stay faithful unto God. Guess what? You was down in the valley. Now he going to put you on top of the mountain. After a while, everybody going to know the God that you serve. Oh, she been praying. Oh, she been seeking God. Because they're going to know the trap they set for you, it wouldn't hold. They never could catch you in the trap. Because great is he that lives within you than he that is in the world. It's yours today. Trust God. He made promises. He's going to fulfill it. Somebody told you your marriage going to get better. You believe in it. You standing on it. You stand right there until it gets better. They say marriage don't get good until years later, after you done been through some things. In the first initial stages of marriage, they say it's raggedy. <laughs> but as you progress on, get to know one another, grow in love, grow to love the person, 
you love them. You want the best for them. Nothing like them. You see the good in them as time progressing, time progressing. But right away, y'all clash sometimes. Sometimes women say, what I was thinking about marrying him. I must have been crazy. Men say, this old raggedy woman, what did I see in her to give her my last name? But they can't go nowhere. They cannot go nowhere. Many times what God gives, it appears to be troublesome. It, it appears to get worse and worse. Because the devil is always at the door. That wolf is always at that door. Your door, my door, the church door, the job door, the hospital door. He is at the door. And he's not at the door for them that he already have. He's at the door for them that he don't have. Because he want to pull them back to him. Brother Lance said, devil, you should have killed me when you had the chance. It's too late now. I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. I can call on him and he'll rebuke the devourer for my sake. What is it that you really want this morning? We should want a spiritual walk with God more than anything else. We should want to obey God, do us pleasing and acceptable unto him more than anything else. But on the natural, the materialistic side, God know the heart of man. He know man. Man can never get enough. Save the unsaved. Christian or non-believer. So he supply whatever it is. He's a shepherd and he don't let you want. If it will work together for your good, he gives it. He don't hesitate. But some things, if you get it on Monday, it won't work for your good. So he waited until Friday to give it to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some things that worked last year won't work this year. So he don't release it. But next year, he give it. What worked last month won't work this month. So he give it the following month. What worked last week won't work this week. You got to wait till the next week. And it'll work together for your good. You won't have no complaints about it. Because what he gives, it won't add sorrow to you. It won't make you cry. It won't make you say, I wish God wouldn't have gave me that. It won't make you say that. But as you release your faith, it gets better and better. Because some things God has already given to us, but we got to go through a few little things to complete it, to make it yours forever. Israel had to go through some stuff. Look at the war. Joshua had to send out the spies. People wanted to kill them because they knew God had gave them the land. And they knew, give it a half a minute, they would. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes folk won't like you because they don't know it's God, but they know you're strong and nothing is going to defeat you. I've had people to come to me, uh, and really it was ugly, the way that they came. But God gave me the words to say. And that boy Solomon taught me 
that a soft answer turneth away wrath. So when I gave this answer, they looked at me, heart melted. I've had them to say, I'm sorry. I thought it was this, this, and that, but that's not what it was. Please forgive me. They don't say, can we be friends? But every time I turn around, they got something. Hey, look at this and tell me. You like this right here? And I say, well, why you like this? This, this, this. Oh, yeah, you want this? I say, yeah, it's nice. Let me get this for you. I'll be right back. Soft answer turns away wrath. You're showing the love of God in the public. You're showing the love of God when people calling you on the phone for help. And a lot of times I fuss. Oh, oh. And I said, Lord, help me stop fussing at grown people. These people grown. I'm not their mama. But sometimes that's what they need, a mother's touch. He'll be a mother for the motherless. He'll be a father for the fatherless. He'll be a sister for the sisterless. A brother for the brotherless. He'll even be a child for the childless. Y'all don't hear me for the grandmother, for the grand. What you don't have, he can be all of that for you. But you got to believe and you got to trust him and you got to obey him. Where's your prayer life? Check yourself. Where's your Bible study life? Joshua is a great book to be in right about now. Because Joshua teaching me how to obey God so that I can be blessed the more. Not just for me and my family, but I got plans for others. I got plans for each one of you, you faithful. I have plans. Let me tell you, Irene may not think she can travel. <laughs> but God got a purpose and a plan. James Cleveland taught me this. I don't feel no way tired. I've come too far from where God brought me from. Nobody told me that the road would be easy. But I don't believe he brought me this far to leave. Same thing for you. He give a heart desire. He have ways of doing things we never heard of. Which remind me, your eyes have not seen, your ears have not heard the things that God have in store for you. But right here on the earth. Why is that, Barbara? How is that? The earth is his. The fullness thereof. Oh, I feel like running. The world and they that dwell therein. It all belongs to him. He can do what he wants with his stuff. He made it. When I make a cake, I can give my pieces of cake to anybody I choose. It's my cake. I made it. I put the ingredients in there and put it together. I baked it on the right temperature. It came out a perfect pound cake. And I slice it and I give my slices to who I want to. It's mine. I can throw the whole thing in the garbage if I choose to. Why? It's mine. We belong to God. The earth and the heaven belongs to him. 
So if he wants you to travel, you want to travel, and he give the okay, though, he'll put everything in place you need to travel. Even if you have to travel for four hours, get off the plane, go to the hotel, spend the night, get up the next day to plane, and fly for four more hours until you get to your destination. And the same thing with you getting back so that you can fly healthy, so that you can arrive at your destination healthy. Don't tell me what God won't do. I know another lawyer in the courtroom. I know y'all don't understand that. Some people ain't never been in trouble. I have big trouble. <laughs> he was there. I was a sinner, and he was there. Because when I was yet a sinner, he died for me, didn't he? He was right there. Many times I got off. Many times. Set me free. Tired. Just wouldn't stop. Just wouldn't stop. So he gave me something I could feel so I could stop. He's a doctor in the hospital room. You hear me? He's a healer in the hospital room. He's a healer before you get to the stages of going to the doctor. I learned what happens. We eat the wrong things. Our digestive system is jacked up. So what the body truly needs, we're not giving it that. We're giving it foreign things that it's not used to that we shouldn't give. Well, it, it don't, it's rejecting all of that stuff that we're sending it to other ways, sending it to other places. Thank you, Jesus, sister Dot. Dot said you can get a sleeper car on the train, and you better know it first class when I go again. And I love a good train ride, sister Dot. He's a way maker. Let's go back to this. Look at Joshua. God is a promise keeper. Did he not keep his promise with the children of Israel and those he promised it to? He even let Canaan, uh, the Canaanites, stayed in the land, made them servants unto Israel, to his children. Don't tell me what he won't do. But sometimes we have to open our mouth on things. Sometimes we sit back and just let people run over us. I don't want to say that it'll hurt, it hurt them feelings. But many times you won't hurt them feelings, what it is, the people looking for what you're supposed to do, and you're not doing it. You're not saying nothing. They looking for you to open your mouth and say, hey, get it done. Hey, do this. Hey, do that. Because I was one of them weak ones, too. I'll hire you to do a job and sit back and do it for you. And we just are talking. Yeah. But only God can show us the way. But he's the way, the truth, and the life. When I get off here this morning, I got to run way over somewhere and, and go to an office with them and help them to get some business straight now. It's what I do. Then come back, and I got to cook for two people. Then I got to get things working for the trip. I already started packing yesterday. Well, I started packing Monday. Because I have to do it early to make sure I got everything and I don't forget nothing. Leave that head straight up to the prisons. Get back here. I'm going to work on those T-shirts and things. 
Anybody got some ideas, send them to me. Louis sent me an idea a long time ago, but I want to see what your ideas are uh, to make the uh, T-shirts and whatever it is we may make it a logo. Yeah. So send your ideas what would be a great T-shirt and mug and other things for Jesus in the morning. And I get with Sister Ingrid, she have a man that do logos. And I get with her so he can do our logo. Because we have a logo now. Uh, the blue one that you got on the uh, patch for the t-shirt. Anybody got your patch that trust in the Lord, that blue and light blue and dark blue, that's the logo, the scripture. But if you got a, another thing you want to make uh, as a logo, We'll look it over and let's vote on it. Yeah, we're praying that God give us the right one so we can vote on it so everybody can be a part, especially this faithful few. Yeah, I want you to be pleased. I want God to bless you. I want God to work miracles in your life. I want your children to be blessed, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your aunt, your cousin, your niece, your nephew. I want everybody in your family to be blessed near and far because of you. Yeah. He said, if you be faithful over a few things, he'll make you ruler over many. Your faith that come in here, God going to open a door. A big door, I should say it that way, so you'll know. Yeah, he's going to open a great door for you. Sister Ingrid sent me this video where this older man, he's suffering. He was going through really bad house, a wreck. You know, he need repairs. He need a better place to live, really. Uh, his teeth black at the bottom and... He's missing a few. He need a haircut. He needs some better clothes. All of a sudden, these guys come in. They take him to get a haircut to the dentist. Bought him new clothes and shoes. And when they brought him back to his house, they gave him so many millions of dollars. Millions and thousands of dollars. He just began to praise God and began to cry. And then he got up and started dancing. Yeah, I believe in that dancing before the Lord. David danced out his clothes. Bathsheba didn't understand. Woo! Honey, when you got to get your praise in, when your feet get lighter, you got to shuffle them. Go on and dance before the Lord. So they blessed this man real good. And he came and he testified and told everybody thank you. And he said he was suffering. Sometimes we don't know how much people are suffering. Sometimes people have come out of suffering, but they was in it a very long time. And now they don't come to the good, to what we call the good life. I had a friend named Joanne. She used to say, you see my glory, but you don't know my story. We don't know how people got there. But I know it was God who brought me. It was God who brought me through. And he's not through with me yet. He's not through giving to me. 
I can pray for something. He'll move. I'm telling you the truth. He loves a cheerful giver. And if God loves, what won't he do? You're giving and make him love you more. You're doing what he said to do. It's better to give, he said, than to receive. <laughs> because if you're the giver, that means you have something. If you're the receiver, you don't have it. A lot of parables Jesus taught the disciples, it was strange to them. Uh, they had never heard, but it had great meaning to it. Ooh, so powerful. Talks about you don't put the candle under the bush. You put it on top so it'll light up the whole room. Oh, oh, over in, I think it's Matthew 25, the 25th, if I'm not mistaken, he talks about uh, the lamps, the oil. Some didn't bring enough. Some had enough. When the bridegroom came, they went in. The other ones was left behind. Those of us that are ready, we won't be left behind because we are preparing for his return death. And whatever he give us, we are preparing. We are preparing our hearts because we've been faithful. We've been obedient the best we could. We're not perfect. We're yet striving. But he sees. He sees the very intent of our hearts. So he come in and he bless us real good. I'm thankful unto him this morning. But there is none like almighty God. Oh, I'm thankful this morning. You say you want the job? Ask him for it. You have not because you ask not. And you're not asking a miss. He said a man don't work means generic term, man or woman. You don't work, you don't eat in this day. So you want the job. The one you got is not doing nearly enough, or you just desire more. Ask him for. Let me tell y'all something. Shante wanted to come, wanted to come home, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't. I wasn't ready for her. Can I be honest this morning? I wasn't ready for the intellectual saved people. I wasn't ready for the people that's always got to do something. See, because I, I don't do a whole lot when it comes to uh, spiritual things. Matter of fact, I don't really do nothing. I mean, I ask and God moves. And I don't have to prep and plan my own way. I ask that this mind would be in me that was also in Christ Jesus. I ask that he would lead and guide me in the right path for his name's sake. Anything that I'm going through that's not good is my trial. And I got to endure. And when it's all said and done, I'm more than blessed. I'm uncommonly blessed. Uncommonly miracles have been worked in my life. Uncommon favor, favor in places where no way I should have got favor over there. But God is the ruler of heaven and earth. So I wasn't ready for her to come home. You know, too much education sometimes. But look, she was so hyped and she went back kind of wanting to be depressed to me because she wasn't home. She got a taste of that Florida sunshine, y'all. 
she got a taste of them flat roads, you know, road trips you can go on and you ain't got to go up no great mountains. And when you look over the side, it's bottomless. You, you don't have to worry about all of that. Then you come here, it's people that know you know you kind of sort of thing, you know, and then you with your mama. So she just, oh, she wasn't happy. So for months, she'd been praying and she wanted to come home. And I was telling the Lord, not now, nah, Lord, please don't let her come. I'm honest now. Well, the other day, <clears throat> she was talking to me about it. And then I started seeing some things. And I started, you know, wanting her to come home. So I said, Lord, let her come. Look. All of a sudden, the big, big boss comes to her. Not by go home and work. Closing the house up and everything. And coming home. No plans to go back. Do y'all hear me? When I ask the Lord for something, he moved. If he don't move quick, there's a purpose for it. There's a reason for it. There's a plan for it. There's something behind it. And he don't always tell us his business. No, sir, and no man. But when the time is right, he's going to answer. That's all I know. Healing, money, the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy, whatever it is. I can ask God for it and he'll move. And I'm thankful unto him this morning. I can't thank him enough. Well, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, I can't say where I'd be. I, I have an idea, fault, but that's not where it could have been. Hallelujah. Could have been in prison overseas for a lifetime. I don't know. Could have been in prison here overseas a lifetime. But God could have been dead and gone. Could have been in the middle institution for the rest of my life. And God didn't let me die early so I could stay there and suffer. We never know. But I just thank God. I just thank God this morning for being for me. We don't thank him enough. And when we come here in the morning, we shouldn't come in the natural, but we should come lifting up the name of Jesus. We should come thanking him for another day, thanking him that he brought us here, thanking that he gave us a place that we can praise and worship him. When the song's going forth, it's time to praise and worship. When the message going forth, it's time to learn. When the prayer going forth, it's time to touch and agree. So, so Irene was telling me she had to learn some things because some things she wasn't accustomed to. Touching and agreeing was one of the things. But that's scripture too. But we thank God. We thank God he give us all that we need. Because sometimes he, he won't show it to you in the scripture. He'll let somebody teach you. Then you find it in the scripture. Oh, he got all kind of ways. God is not a one-way God. I don't put him in a box in the corner and tell him how I want it to be. Now come out. No, no, no. The box is too small. He'll never fit. He's got power over the box and the prison and the spots where we want to lock him up and let it. No, no, no. He's got power over that. He's too big. He's a more than God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. So look, we're going to one more song of the morning. And if anyone has something they would like to say, 
Press that number one and come in and tell God thank you this morning. If that's all you can do, just tell him thank you. I know some of you at work and you can't do it. But those of you that can't, tell him thank you. Say it out your mouth out loud. Yeah, because once you put it in the atmosphere that you're thankful unto him, watch how your day go. And let's see what God gives you today. Hallelujah. Uncommon thing. Oh, I like that right there. Hallelujah. Let's go to this one. This is one of my all-time favorites, and somebody else loves it too. And uh, this time, he really sang this thing for me, and I do enjoy it. So thank you for your request. Thank you, thank you. Let's go to this one.
Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Mr. Bad Morrison. And I do love that song right there. I do, I do, I do. And download it, play it in my truck, and all that kind of thing. I'm grateful for good gospel music. And I like the words. I like the words. I like the sound of the song, too. But I mainly like the words. And so I'm thankful that he healed the sick and he healed the lame. And he said, we can do it, too, in Jesus' name. But many times we don't believe. Hallelujah. And the person we're trying to do it, but they don't believe. So it won't work. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we're grateful to you. Is there anyone with a testimony or just something you want to say this morning? Or you just want to say hello or thank you, Jesus, or something this morning? Right quick, brother, after that, I see you, I see you, I see you. <laughs> Good morning to you, my CR. Oh, yeah, CR to help me. Please say thank you, won't you? Yes, she will. <laughs> God bless you. Good morning to your sister Irene. God bless you this morning. Good morning to your sister Jerry. God bless you. God bless you. I think you called me, Jerry, and I missed the call. Alan called me, and I missed that call, too. But nonetheless, we'll get together. We'll get together. Good morning to your sister Dorothy Goodman. Thank you so much for sharing that train ride, because, you know, I love a good train ride. And guess what else? I love that first class on that train. I'm coming at you, Pastor David. I'm coming at you, Minister Shonda. I'm coming at you, Brother Anthony. Good morning to each of you. God bless you. Uh, uh, Pastor David, I'm going to start with you, and I'm going to bring you in. Good morning. God bless you, sir. How are you? Good morning. I'm, I'm doing well. I, I just wanted to come on and say thank you for sharing those words of wisdom, words of encouragement with us this morning. You know, we we can go through life and things, we're humans, and things come up. And no matter how anchored we stay where in Christ, we become weighed down by life. But we have to remember that the God we serve is omnipotent. That means he's everywhere. And his promise is that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And I'm saying all this to remind myself this morning of that and anyone else that needs to hear it. Because sometimes you, 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 you see that mountain before you and, you know, you know you're praying, you're, you're, you're talking to God, you're in his word, but you don't see that mountain being moved. And... You know, you, you know that all you can do is trust. And, and, and that's all he's looking for is to see what faith, how much faith, the measure of faith that you have in him for him to move. And that's, you know, we think it's actions or, you know, the things we do, the, 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 you know, the way we go out and, and impress people, but it's our actions. Uh, uh, how we minister to him, how we connect with him is what's going to cause him to move when he sees that we're being true, honest, and, and, and forthright with what we're saying and doing to him for him. So I just wanted to say thank you this morning for that. You know, I, you know uh, I've been 
just having a, the other day I had a conversation with a young lady that she was at the edge of a cliff, mm. ready to jump. And she just felt like she had been hurt by the church. She had been lied to by Christians, and, and she didn't know where to turn. You know, and, and I said to her, you don't have to impress anyone or rely on anyone else but God. And only the conversations and the relationship that you have with God will make the difference and the change. Everything I said, the Bible said that man will always disappoint you. So if you rely on a man to save you, you're not never going to be saved. You have to rely and trust God. So, you know, she, uh, and, and I pointed some things out to her that, that she needed to face, but we have to be cognizant of, of those around us that are in need. And no matter what you're going through, know that there's someone else that's going through something worse than you. And maybe what you're going through is just a test for you to minister to that person, to show your faith, your hope, and your trust in God so that they can receive something and change their mindset, change their direction, and, and develop a new hope and a faith in the God that we serve. So I, I just wanted to share that this morning and just say thank you. Amen. God bless you, Pastor David. God bless you. And that is so true. He looked, he counted Abraham's faith as righteousness. Not what he was doing, but what Abraham believed, the belief he had in God and how much belief he had in it. And if we come up in our faith today, we'll see the lame here. We'll see people uh healed and, and, and the dead come back. We can do all of this in Jesus' name, but we must believe. Yeah. And don't let the world tell you he don't do that no more. The devil is a fool and a liar. And I'll make a fool and a liar out of us if we allow him to. Yes, God is still healing the sick, still raising the dead, still causing the lame to walk. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, uh, 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 Minister Shonda, I'm coming at you right now, bro. Anthony, you next. Good morning. God bless you. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? I am wonderful. <laughs> can you hear me okay? Because I'm a little far from my phone. Oh, yeah, we can hear you good. Let me see. Let me put my phone closer to me. Okay. Uh, good morning. Good morning, Saints. Um Evangelist, I just want to say thank you just for the encouraging words this morning. There's something about getting encouragement that just makes you want to run on. And I just thank you. Um, just listen to your testimony. Uh, listen to you encourage Sister Irene. And I was in the kitchen before I started work. I said, this woman just encouraged us. And uh, I just want to thank you for the words of encouragement. And I just want to piggyback off 
um, on something you just say, yes, God is still healing. Um, because in the book of James, he said, if any of you is sick, call uh-huh. the elders. He said the prayer of faith. He did say uh, anoint them with oil. He said in the prayer of, uh, of faith, it was going to heal the person. And then if the person has sin, that his sins would be forgiven. Now, this is the word of God. Right. So um, if there's an ailment that a person has after doing that, maybe that's a thorn in the flesh. I don't know. But I know Jesus is still healer today, and he will not hold any good thing from us. And uh, I trust, I trust in that word, and I and I, and I believe it because I know He still heals because He's healed me, and uh, I just feel good. I just feel good about the message this morning. I just love the people of Jesus in the morning because just listening to your testimonies, what you got to say, it just helps me to run on. And I just pray that the Lord bless y'all and hear, and give you your heart's desires and hear your prayers and open doors. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen, amen. I hear that northern accent. See, I said the same here. And Pastor David, when she heard your voice, she talked about my love mother. <laughs> I said she almost made me scream out loud. My love mother. <laughs> Some days you be speaking uh, uh, Pastor David, and she be texting a message to me. All kind of little uh, uh, love notes and things for you and all of that. Little love sayings. I said, I see her too much. Too much. Good morning to you, Brother Anthony. God bless you. How are you today? I'm blessed, highly favored. Good morning to you, Miss Barbara. Good morning to everybody out there listening this morning. First of all, I want to give God thanks for waking me up this morning. Thank God for life, health, and strength, keeping my right mind, allowing me to see another day I've never seen before. Thank God for that healing my limb. Thank God for what he's doing in me, where he brought me from, where he's taking me at. And I just thank God for my relationship with him, that he just nevertheless drawing me closer to him daily. I thank him for his strength that he gave me daily to allow me to continue to press, to, to push, to press towards the mark of the calling that he called upon my life and what he called me to do and for every life uh, that I touch that, you know, he get the honor and the glory and the praise out of it and, and the people that I meet daily or uh, encounter or even hear my voice. So I just thank God for that. And I just thank God for this ministry as well. I thank God for the what God do and you, Miss Barbara, and everyone listening and, it, and just being able to come together and fellowship in the morning, you know, and, you know, just uh, 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 know, you know, in the morning, you know, of course, we look forward to waking up, but, you know, uh, he give us breath of life, you know, and he don't have to give us life, but he do it, and the words say he give us life and life more abundantly, so, you know, I just thank God I don't take it for granted, you know, and, you know, just going, getting uh, more years you know, seeing more years every year, let me know, you know, I'm getting older. But in that, me getting older, I'm getting wiser. And, you know, I just thank God for the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that he's given me. And, you know, continue to, you know, humble myself to be able to listen to others, you know, or men and women of God that encourage me that, 
to, to continue to press. And, you know, I just try to stay focused and you know, keep my mind on the things of God and what, you know, my heart desires. I know that he'll give me and, you know, just continue to pray and stay in his word. And, you know, I just thank God for the relationship with him, you know, and I just say pray without ceasing, you know, and, you know, at one point in time, I was like, well, you know, how do I pray without season? I got to pray all day, every day, you know, but I've learned through your ministry, Miss Barbara, and, you know, just, you know, others speaking, you know, you know we we pray without season daily. You know, it ain't necessarily us just praying, you know, the prayer, you know, but us just talking to God, you know, throughout our day, you know. So, you know, it just best me to know, you know, that, that I'm – walking in that as well and, you know, the strength and, you know, things that I pray for, my heart desires that God is doing. And even through my trials and storms and the tribulations that I go through that, you know, I, I you know, to say, uh, I'll be sad maybe tomorrow, but, you know, joy come in the morning, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I've cried some tears, but I cried tears of joy too, you know, so I, I, I don't take it for granted. I just thank God and, I just let God do what he's going to do, you know, because whatever he got planned for me, you know, it's going to be greater than what I can get. And, you know, I was just talking to a friend of mine, and, you know, we were just talking, you know, sometimes we want things, you know, but it ain't always what we want is what we need, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I God know what we need, not what we want, you know, and I just thank God for that and him humbling me daily and, you know, thank God for discernment and him just, you know, showing me things, you know, in in my walk as a a, a believer in Christ Jesus and, you know, showing me, you know, the people as well, you know, the you know, the the, the words they wanna come before destruction, you know, and sometimes, you know, we gotta watch as well as pray. You know, that's one thing my grandma encouraged me as well, you know, you know, you gonna you gonna pray and you gonna watch and you can love and love afar, you know, and I just try to love as God love is something I pray or let me have the same love that you have for your people that I'll be able to love as you love. So, you know, I I just thank God for that. I thank God for how he made me, you know, uh, I'm not no person to hate, you know, I try to just love you despite of what's going on, you know, despite of what's going on my in my life and you know, my friend she was, you know, just telling me, you know, she's like, you know, I hardly ever see you, you know, down, you know, you always in good spirit, you know, and that's something I learned. I don't, you know, I, I, God got me, you know, and I I can't let it hold me down because I know that's the enemy trying to keep me down. So, you know, I, I look at the good things, you know, you know, I'm still here. I'm, 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 I'm able to walk, you know, I'm able to see, I'm able to heal, I'm able to feel everything. So I just thank God and I hope this best the hear that it need to hear. This word this morning, and God bless y'all, and y'all just continue to keep me in y'all prayers. I'm on this road this morning. Okay, you what God's gonna do in in y'all lives, and then I in my life as well. And I just pray that God bless y'all going out, and that y'all be blessed coming in. Glory be to God, and Amen. 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 Hey, where, where you headed this morning? Where you headed? Look. I am on my way to Miami. <laughs> Stop it, I I'm, in, I'm, 
I'm in the neighbor. I'm around. I'm in the neighborhood, but I I want to I want to make sure I would be able to come before I can say something. So you know, I just yeah. trying to see where they around me at. Okay, okay, I got you. I got you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My boy, they love Florida, don't they? Have a lot of Florida runs. Yes, ma'am. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good. That's a good thing because at least you ain't way up in Dakota and all of that. Yeah, that's a great oh, thing. Yeah. Yeah, God bless you. And uh, I know you done did it so long. Uh, coming from there to Florida, you probably could do it now with your eyes closed. <laughs> so we yeah, just about, think, about got it down pat for the most part. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That 95 head south to take you right on down there somewhere now. Yes, it will. But I thank God. I thank God for you, brother Anthony. Thank God. I just talked about you this morning. I said, when that Anthony comes, he going to get that testimony. <laughs> I don't care what. And I thank God for that because he's worthy. He's worthy. And I thank God for the support. And then when I ask that you say something, you come in and say something. And I thank God. I thank God. Give a testimony of some kind. God is faithful. And he wants us to be faithful unto him. And look, when we obey God, he blesses us. Yeah, I'm blessed because of obedience unto him. Barbara, don't go left. Go right. And sometimes you don't hear out of your voice. You just feel that thing in your spirit. And then sometimes I might say, you know, it ain't back to me. It's, it's to God because he said go right. But if I went left, I'd get there in two minutes to go right. He don't say why. He just say, keeps saying, go, go right. In other words, do what I ask you to do. I go right. Now, what would have took me three minutes took me 15. But guess what? When I heard about the left turn that would have took me two or three minutes, it was something ugly going on, and I would have been caught up in it. Yeah, sometimes it could be an accident. Sometimes it could be a shooting. Anything. The whole, the, the road... This Florida, the hole in the road just busts open. But he said, go right, and that spared you. So we'll learn to obey God, listen to the Spirit of God, because he speaks to you. He speaks to you. Yeah. I know that many of them try to pretend like he only speak to the prophet. Are you kidding me? We belong to him. He made us all for his pleasure. And, you know, we try to put things higher than other things. But if you're a preacher, you're the man of God. If you're a pastor, you're the man of God. If you're saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost, fear, you're the man of God. But you got to have his spirit to be the man of God in obedience. So look what happened. I know they rank it high, and I give honor to my pastor, the bishop. I give, I mean, yeah, the bishop. I give honor to the pastor, uh, his wife. But that same God that they got to go to for me, I go to him for myself. Yeah. I like to teach people to stand on your own two feet, but don't stand uh, doubting and don't stand thinking you're ready to get out and just quote the world. Listen. What you got to do is take your time and get to know God for yourself. Watch as well as pray. 
you're you, you going to see that. There's a certain praise come on me, and I know it's nothing but straight up money coming my way. Do y'all hear what I say this morning? That particular praise, I'm going to be blessed beyond my wildest imagination. Many days, I don't think nothing old to me. Ain't nothing coming. Nobody going to remember me. I'm in dire straits. I praise. And that spirit of praise came upon me like I was crazy. And guess what? It come the financial blessing that I need. Yeah. Praise. Give him glory and honor in your house. You played all kind of other music when I was in the world, baby. The stereo. I'm coming with the big gigantic speaker. The neighbors downstairs had the same thing. We'd be boom, 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 boom together. <laughs> I remember we used to play the record at the same time. It's electric. Anybody remember that? And I'd be just a cooking and a doing laundry or whatever, and I got the electric off. Then I slow it on down. Melba Moore was my girl. Boy, I love that Melba. And she started playing this so long since she's been gone. Then after Mel, I bring a little Natalie Cole in there. I'm catching hell. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I know I ain't the only one been out there in the world with the madness. Yeah. Aretha would bring it to me. Bridge over trouble war. Oh, man. Just all kind of. Al Green, he was tired of being alone. He couldn't believe that it was real the way that I made him see. Oh, my goodness. I did all of that. You remember that? I know that's right. So today, I can play good gospel music. I can play he did it and I can do it. He healed the sick, he healed the lame. I can do it too in Jesus' name. I can go on with the Alabama girls and just tell them thank you. For all you've done for me. Lord, some things I don't even remember, but I know you did it for me, and I thank you. You woke me up this morning, closed in my right mouth. You've been waking me up for 66 years. And I thank you for the opportunity to get it right with you. What I want, you, you deliver. You supply what I want. And I thank you for it. I was praying the other day, Lord, don't let me love money. I know money answers all things, but don't let me love it. Let me pay my bills on time. Let me build my credit. You know, when you get older, you, you consider that credit, but you don't want nobody fooling with that credit. <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. A lot of things I saw in my parents, <laughs> I've seen it in myself. <laughs> Well, I used to look at them with all that. I used to get some credit. They all of that over some credit. Oh, man, there's something wrong with them, too. Yeah, that's what I would be saying. And go on, walk on off the porch and look back at them and keep going. They over there talking about credit. I don't even really know what credit is. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes they would be in the house discussing things. And I look at them, I say, I got to go. Because that they talking about, it can be all of that. That's, and I go on. But today, <laughs> I get to see 
What they were talking about, I'm talking about it. What they were trying to protect, I'm trying to protect it. Yeah. Now, I don't watch the news, and my dad was a, a 6 p.m. newsman. You wasn't going to do nothing until that news go off. Then you can watch anything you want, Gilligan Island, uh, whatever, Green Acres, whatever you want to watch. But I, I, I understand the news. Back then, I didn't. I thought it was a waste of time. I understand. But what they call the news, now, it's not news. It's foolishness. Politics and foolishness. Stuff to keep you scared and keep you in your house. Some stuff they should report, they're not reporting. What is news? They don't report news no more. Nonsense. And just be lying up a storm to get people all up in the air. They done lied on that man, Mr. Trump, so much. I can't believe it. Now, when they come against a president like that, y'all need to know it's something to him. God put him in there. Man didn't put him in there. They think they did, but they didn't. And let me tell you, if God want him back, I don't care what they say and what they do, God going to put him back in there to do what he said to do. And he may not do it the way you think it should go, but when God gets through, it's going to be all that God said that it would be, especially for him, his people. Yeah, and I don't care who in there. God is my king. He's my provider. Things sky high. And look like they keep going up. But he gave me more. <laughs> and I'm thankful unto him. Obedience is the way with God. Obey him is the way. Obedience is better than the sacrifice. I know we want to run and pay our tithes and offers, but if we obey God, he's going to bless us. But I want to give to the house of God so that it can keep going. Somebody coming to get saved. Somebody in their same need encouraging. Sometimes the pastor and the bishop need encouraging. Sometimes the apostle need encouraging. They need a little bit of money to help them to get along the way. Yeah. So when we do these things, we're blessing to the house of God, the men and women of God. And it's already all right this morning in Jesus' name. I went to a Bible study one time. The studio's still open if there's anyone else. Went to this Bible study and they teach in prosperity. And uh, the pastor had the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy. It wasn't very clean, but he had it. Okay. Now, I don't teach uh, prosperity. Not like that. I'm not deep in prosperity. I preach more spiritual than finances. More spiritual than the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy. God know our heart, and we are not after him just for stuff and things. Over here, we are after him for his blessings spiritually. We want to do better by him. We want to grow in him. We want our husband, our wives to be blessed. We want our children to be blessed. Spiritually. Because, Lord, if you save my husband and fill him with your spirit, he going to obey you, and then he'll lead me in the right path. Oh, hallelujah, for your name's sake. Thank you, Jesus. So I know God is good. He's faithful. He's on our side in spite of us. And this man was teaching that, and I, I, when my turn come to speak, I said, well, I just got to be honest. I don't teach that. I don't teach people prosperity. I teach people obedience. 
I teach people about the spirit of God and how God can move. And they went to looking at each other like I was from a foreign country and then fear came upon them. I could see it. And I never went back for another Bible study. And I was thinking of being a part of their ministry and, and allowing God to help them out, use me to bless them. But uh-uh. And then, I, yes, I did. I went to a church service they had at a hotel. And when I walked in there, you could see fear. Fear fell on I'm talking about the leadership. And I was like, what is this? I've been other places, and fear came on. I'm like, why? You know, y'all got to give an account to God. You don't have to give an account to me. And it's already all right in Jesus' name. Listen. We're going to pray out this morning if no one else have anything they would like to say. And we pray the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. And on Friday morning, I may do the show, but I have to do it from my truck and from my phone. But I want to, and I may not say a whole bunch, I may not say nothing at all. And we just have the, the opening song prayer, and then I bring in a messenger to speak for the morning. And uh, after that, we'll go to one more song and we'll close out for Friday morning and praying that the Lord bring us back Monday morning. Hallelujah. So y'all keep me lifted up in prayer as I travel. Pray that I make money, money, money on this yard sale. Yeah. Y'all keep me lifted up in prayer for that as well. Let's pray, and then we'll go to our last song of the morning. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this day. We thank you, Lord, for your encouraging words to us. For, Father, your word, hallelujah, it's a lamp unto our feet today. Father, your word is a light unto our path. We know you love us. You loved us so much. You sent your only begotten son to suffer, to hang to bleed and die, conquer all and rise with all. Redeem us back to you. And we're thankful unto you this morning. Father, help us to remember obedience. Obedience equal blessings. Help us not to forget you. And not just obey because we'll be blessed, but we want to obey you because you're our Father. You've been good to us, better than we could ever be to ourselves or anyone else could be to us. As we depart today, Father, open doors and make ways for these, your people. Everyone under the sound of my voice this morning, God, I ask that you would move in a mighty way. Give heart desires today. The things that will work together for their good, God, move quickly in the name of Jesus. Those that are seeking jobs, those that want to travel, oh God. Many things your people want to do. Help us all to enjoy this summer before it ends. In the name of Jesus. Help those that are in winter to enjoy their winter before it ends. In the name of Jesus. Father, today bless our going out. Bless our coming in. Meet the need in our lives today according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. We thank you for the spirit of uplifting in the land today. Lord, your people come in and they sounded so uplifted. 
And I thank you this morning. I give you glory. I give you the honor and praise in the name of Jesus. And Father, we ask all these things. And anything that we forgot or anything that we left out that we need to pray about, God, we ask that you would take it up this morning in the precious name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. We can't say thank you enough. Oh, we thank you for hearing us this morning. And we thank you for answering our prayers in the precious name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you today. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We thank you this morning. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from another in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves the cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you this day, August the 2nd, 2023, in Jesus' name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye. We're going to the last song of the morning, and I know your day is blessed. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Okay, go to the next.
Nobody's great. 